to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Hello, everybody. Great to see you all here. My name is Noah Cross. That's my best friend, Tyler Bard. And welcome to episode number seven of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. We're excited to have you all here. It's been an exciting couple months getting this show kicked off, and we're excited to bring you another episode of CWE. And with that being said, let's dive into an exciting evening of Dynamite. It's going to be a jam-packed episode here. We're going to give you last week's Dynamite. We're going to give you a preview of the next Dynamite and uh, AEW's upcoming pay-per-view all out. So it's going to be a jam-filled show here. To kick us off with this talk about Dynamite, there was a fatal four-way tag team gauntlet match that kicked off the night there with the Young Bucks uh, versus Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall there, the Natural Nightmares. The Young Bucks kicked things off in the gauntlet match by taking on Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. The Bucks started off strong, dominating Marshall until Dustin tagged in. Rhodes looked great, as you put here, Tyler, which I agree. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, is a, he's a natural, natural nightmare for a reason. You don't want to face him, and he's just damn good at what he does. He was all over the Young Bucks and even pulled out a Canadian Destroyer. What? I yeah, I know. You love to see it. Uh, let's see here. The match ended with QT Marshall getting his, uh, hit with the BTE trigger and getting pinned, and the Young Bucks will face the best friends next up in the gauntlet match. What do you think of that first bout there, Tyler? Uh, very good. Quick pace. Um, they managed to get Dustin uh, by himself uh, for a while, so they were able to focus in on him, get him exhausted uh, to make QT come into the ring and have to be isolated himself. Uh, which, uh, I'm sorry if we're going to pick one, Dustin's the better wrestler in the Natural Nightmares, in my opinion, um, so he would have fared better in the ring. But they isolated QT, hit him with the uh, BTE trigger, and that was it. But clean, definitely a clean match. Yeah, it looked sure. good. Great way to start the night. I, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was real good, too. Uh, I get you saying it was a quick pace match. I think it's just tough. They have they literally only have two hours, and they have to get oh, four right. matches in, you know, three matches in in this gauntlet match here. So it was definitely, a, you know, a quick pace that they had to follow to get things going. So next up in the gauntlet match style, which if no one's familiar with how a gauntlet match works, is actually the Young Bucks and the Natural Nightmare started off the night. And then whoever wins that first bout faces the very next team. No time to rest. No time to go back and grab a drink of water. You're going to keep going until there's a winner. The next up in that gauntlet match there was the Young Bucks versus the Best Friends. As you, uh, we have here, the Best Friends came in fresh and grabbed the advantage early on. Trent cut down Nick Jackson at ringside with a spear. The Best Friends briefly isolated Nick Jackson until he hit Trent with a suplex on the apron. Uh, and you could actually see the uh, other brother there just with a with pain in his face saying, oh, my gosh, on the apron, the hardest okay. part. Part of the ring, Tyler. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like no joke. Point. It's no joke. That's the hardest yeah. part of the ring. <laughs> Matt Jackson came in and took the fight to the best friends. Um, Matt and Nick Jackson were uh, were going to try to hit Trent with the Melter driver, and out came Hangman Adam Page to uh, ringside, uh, and he uh, caught uh, Nick Jackson by the foot, which gave Trent the advantage to roll up Matt Jackson and get the pin. What the Hell, hey, you know what? Page. There's nothing I like more, Noah, than being right. And oh boy, did I nail that one! I am Tyler. so happy that Hangman Page made my prediction come true. And that, here's my thing, and I'm gonna say this again later I don't like that Hangman is the one to distance himself from the elite because to me. 
he was always the one that was like the biggest like team player. Yeah, but he, he was, never he never wanted to be part of the elite. The man was recruited to be in the elite. They okay, all right. If Heyman wasn't in the elite, would he be as prominent as he is right now? No, but I don't think he needs the elite anymore. I think he has proven his point. So what you're saying is, to me? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Actually, you know what? No, I did. Okay. I don't. I don't apologize. Well, um, no, <laughs> is that Hangman is biting the hand that fed him? Correct. And and you're on Hangman's side with this. Uh, I like Hangman, and I love a good heel storyline. Not that I fully think he's turning heel right now. I still think Kenny Omega is going to be the heel of the relationship. Um, but I think the manipulation manipulation of FTR uh, is incredible. And I, you know me. I love the bad guy. Always have, always will. And this was an awesome finish to this match to allow the uh, best friends to move on versus the FTR. Take us through that one, my friend. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, a hot start. The final match of the gauntlet saw FTR come down to the ring and take on the best friends. The FTR were fresh uh, and absolutely dominated the best friends. Um, they didn't even wait for the bell. They attacked them immediately. Uh, the FDR focused on Chuck, uh, his knee, in fact, and it ended up paying paying off for them in the end. Dax Hardwood locked in a knee bar on Taylor and made him tap out. FDR wins the gauntlet, and they will face the AEW Tag Team Championships at All Out and a great way to begin the night for AEW Dynamite. Absolutely. It was an exciting start there. Gauntlet matches are always fun to watch. You're going to get to see so many people come through the curtain, whether it's a singles gauntlet match or a tag team one in this instance, and you get to see a lot of people in action. So you'll love and to see that. there on the screen are your next tag team champions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll get into predictions later, my friend. <laughs> and we have a special guest joining us for predictions, so stay tuned. Look into that. Our, our producer, Joe, will join us. It's exciting. He put on his greatest attire. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> Next up in the night here was Lance Archer versus Sean Maluta here. Uh, this was a uh, quick match here. Uh, Lance Archer was actually accompanied by Jake the Snake Roberts, so it's cool to see him going around doing his thing. As you can see, Lance Archer is a behemoth of a human being and just absolutely destroying oh. his – I mean, that's just brute strength right there. Uh, former Cruiserweight Classic competitor Sean Maluta made his AEW debut against Lance Archer on AEW Dynamite. Maluta tried to get uh, the – First strike in, catching Archer in the jaw with a forearm. If you ask me, that just pissed Archer off even more. Um, it was mostly Archer after this as he dominated Chamaluta, hitting him with a high-angle choke slam, as you see on your screen. Archer went for the pin but canceled it midway through. Uh, Archer pulled Maluta back up to his feet and decided to lay in the uh, exclamation mark by hitting Maluta with the blackout, which was not necessary whatsoever. Uh, that wasn't yeah, it for right. Archer. He slams Maluta's head into the mat before pinning him, and when he slams the head into the mat, he actually just grabs them like a basketball. He grabs their head like a basketball and just slams it into the mat uh, and then pins Maluta here, absolutely destroying him. After that match, uh, Jake Roberts took the mic and addressed the Casino Battle Royale at All Out, which Archer was confirmed to be a part of. Roberts said that he was confident of Archer tossing 20 men over the top rope at All Out and grabbing the title shot, which the winner of that Casino Battle Royale will get. Taz and his little cronies came out, and uh, Taz said that it is it was either Stars or Cage that would win the Casino Battle Royale at All Out. 
And then out of nowhere, who I would say, like to me, I felt like a little kid seeing Darby Allen just skate through and then just jump and uh, interrupt them and just start beating people up at Ricky Starks. Yeah, right. Pretty specific. I was, I, I literally said to myself, all right, Darby Allen's really cool. Like he just came in with uh with the, with a skateboard here and just jumps and starts beating people up. Like how much cooler can you get than just skating through the arena? Like, <laughs> hey, like I know I know you're having your segment right now. I'm just gonna come in here and beat you up. Yeah, excuse me, I have something important to do. So do you think uh, do you think Taz's words are gonna hold any legitimacy, Tyler? I know we're getting to not the, a the, chance. Okay, All not right. a chance. We'll we'll dive more into that then when we get to the uh, predictions at the end here. So that's good stuff. Next up was the contract signing, which is uh, for the match at All Out for the AEW <laughs> World Championship here. Tyler, your buddy MJF, you want to take us through his promo? That I, to, to me, I'm not even joking. I, I laughed. Like, there were uh, some <laughs> amazing lines. I loved the part, uh, especially when uh, MJF was making fun of Moxley. And MJF was like, so, Mox, like, I can see you're balding. And Moxley goes, yeah, MJF, uh, it happens with age. You'll get there once you hit puberty. And I yeah, was like, yeah, oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Like, it's it's going to be was, one of those. It honestly felt like a Yo Mama fight from back in the day where they were just, <laughs> like, they were just throwing uh, insults at each other. Um, MJF went on to call himself a pro wrestling prodigy before saying that Mox was inspired by people like the Sandman, the New Jack, and Onita. MJF said that he studied himself, uh, that he himself studied, rather, uh, greats like Tully Blanchard. So it looks like. Tully Blanchard is making quite the impact in AEW. Um, everybody is sucking up to Tully Blanchard, and maybe they think with Tully Blanchard comes success, so they're aligning themselves with the right man. Um, MJF moved on uh, to the subject of having the Paradigm Shift banned for their match at All Out, and Moxley said he didn't know uh, any lawyers and didn't want to get sued, so he signed that contract on AEW Dynamite. But no, uh, there was a little twist. Yeah, there was uh, a contract. Uh... A twist, Tyler. Go ahead, tell us about it, please. So he added that uh, he had put something of his own, a little stipulation on the last page of the contract. Uh, Moxley said he's going to face MJF's lawyer next week on MJ on AEW Dynamite in singles action, and MJF doesn't get the title shot at All Out if MJF's lawyer doesn't turn up next week. Yeah. Incredible <laughs> work by by Moxley. That is so funny uh and that's what you get when you don't read the contract first south park tried to teach us you got to reach those read those contracts or you could be signing your life away absolutely uh so it's uh, that was a great segment it just shows the maniacal genius that is john moxley (laughs) and his deviousness to get under the skin of anybody who's going to go against him so uh, i love to see it as you see there mjf is still sporting his neck brace Uh, on the left hand side you can see his scarf on a walker Yep. Uh, which to me is absolutely brilliant. It's, it's hilarious. Serious. He's injured. Oh my god! god save, save it. Um, it was funny. It was funny. Here's my thing, though. If he's going to be playing up this injury so much, like John Moxley mutilated him, like is he just going to take all that off for the match, or is he going to stumble into the match like he's going to oh, have like this? You know, he's going to he's going to cheese the hell out of it, and I'm so excited for it. All right, all right. Well, fine. Fine. Uh, but yeah, this was a fantastic segment. I loved the John Moxley getting the best of them again. Like that, you know, that, that darn baby face getting the best of the heel uh, type of action that you just love to see. Uh, so I loved it. It was great. Uh, good, good segment. Tyler, I, I think you would agree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, anything that has MJF in it is already five stars. So five and a half stars. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Next up, back to the action away from the mic work. We had the Butcher, the Blade, and the Lucha Bros versus Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela, Brian Pillman Jr., and Griff Garrison. This yeah, is all around what a, a team on the right hand absolutely. side. Absolutely. Am I right or am I right, <laughs> folks? Uh, this was a fun match. I, I think that's the best way I could put it. There was a lot of great action there. And don't forget, Eddie Kingston was in the back there rooting on his boys to butcher the blade and the Lucha Bros. Uh, Eddie's Kingston boys, as Tyler coined it, were in an eight-man tag match uh, on AW Dynamite. The Blade and Griff Garrison started things off. Garrison hit a splash in the corner, and Butcher and Blade uh, immediately interfered, and things broke down early. As Pretty quickly. Do. And, well, let's be honest, though. In a multi-person tag match like this, are we surprised? Yeah, you always start off with those massive uh, breakdowns until the ref can get some sort of uh, coordination into it. Absolutely. Uh, Janela and Kiss showed great teamwork before the uh, the Butcher tagged himself in. Lucha Bros were all over Janela as he headed as we headed to commercial. Back from the break, Sonny Kiss and Phoenix were the legal people in the ring. Uh, Kiss hit a Hurricane Rana from the middle rope, followed by a leg drop. Phoenix replied with a nasty boot to the head. Oh, my gosh. That kick yeah. to the back of the head, Tyler, yeah. was absolutely <laughs> vicious. Folks, if you're watching now, please do yourselves a favor. Oh, God. And go watch this match as he absolutely kicked Kiss's head off. Like, it was bad. Uh, Phoenix went to walk the ropes, as he usually does with his amazing agility, and Kiss tripped him up. Janela hit Kiss with the Death Valley driver on the apron. Uh, Pentagon then hit Janela with a package pile driver on the apron. Again, the hardest part of the ring. They're just abusing it this episode. Michael Cole coined it. <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. was legal and hit the butcher with a super kick. Uh, however, he was soon outnumbered. The Lucha Bros hit him with a modified rope assist uh, pile driver to pick up the win, uh, thus dubbing the butcher, the blade, and the Lucha Bros as the winner of this bout. And then yeah. out came their buddy, Eddie Kingston, to say good job on your win as he keeps bringing this group together. It seems like I, he's, the, he's the glue here, Tyler. What do you think of this one? I like Eddie Kingston, and I'm starting to not. Um, I don't. I, I really. It's just. Oh, it seems so cheese. Like, it honestly looks like he's talking to the camera and only the camera, and this is all about him and not about these indie guys. Um, it is all about Eddie Kingston becoming the next Paul Heyman uh, with his microphone skills. So we'll see. I just. It, overall, this match just seemed a little messy. Um, I, I, of all, if I were to give it a star out of five, uh, two and a half, okay. it was exciting. There was movement, but it just seemed kind of, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you with the Eddie Kingston thing and being kind of cheesy, especially for him. He's supposed to be this, you know, big heel. Badass. Right, he keeps winking at the camera and smile. I'm like, ah, oh, I hate this. Here's my thing with that though. I, I think that Eddie Kingston is being maniacal here. I think he's just being a maniacal genius in a sense, just, he knows that this group is going to benefit him, himself. And he wants to yeah. make sure he's going to use these guys to the best of his ability to be able to just, you know, say, hey, you guys should band together, which means they're going to back him in a lot of things. And I think he's going to be the one to propel himself. Like once he gets into the right position, he's going to just step away from them and have that big singles win that they're going to help him get. And he's going to be like, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I could see that, uh, that happening. Uh, next up. We had a quick segment from the Dark Order, and this took like uh, this was a this was a little tough here. You know, the Dark Order uh, was uh, out next in AEW Dynamite, and they had a coffin with them, and Evil Uno had a mic with him. Uno said that Cody had been taken care of by the Dark Order, and then welcomed the new TNT champion Brody Lee. 
Brody Lee immediately headed to the AEW Dynamite announcer's table and commanded Tony Schiavone to join him in the ring, as Schiavone usually does the in-ring interviews. Brody Lee said that people like Tony Schiavone laugh at the Dark Order. He then added that he had warned Cody that he would take his title, and that's exactly what he did. Lee then added that while he was champion, no indie stars would get their TV time. As we saw, I hate Cody, him. <laughs> as we saw, love Cody you. loved bringing on new people, bringing on new faces, and giving them that big shot at that TNT Championship and his open challenges. Lee then introduced Anna Jay as the Queen Slayer, is what they're going to coin her as. And John Silver grabbed the mic and tried to congratulate Brody Lee, but was hit by a right hand for his troubles, which to me is hilarious. Uh, can I say during this segment is another time I laughed during this show because all of the Dark Order were chanting, like, you deserve it at Brody Lee. And um, <laughs> they were chanting, like, uh, like thank you, Brody, and that kind of thing. And, and as the fans would do in a big championship win, like when you have an underdog who's fought for months, and, and had a yeah, storyline for And months. remember, this was the first Dynamite with fans in attendance uh, for the last few months, and they did You're not join right. in. No, they didn't. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, there were actual fans in the seats. They did social distant groups, and they all had masks on uh, uh, wherever they were filming in Florida, I think, which is an odd yep. choice. But They're whatever. at Daly's Place, which is the next door to the Jaguar Stadium. It's an outdoor arena. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Good stuff, good stuff. So, yes, the, uh, the uh, dark order here we're trying to get chance started to encourage Brody Lee and well that didn't work at all <laughs> out came Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall the natural nightmares still a little bit beat up from their gauntlet match they had earlier and they came out to get some revenge in the dark order they were soon joined by Scorpio Sky and the three of them fought uh, to what looked like to be a losing battle and then out came Matt Cardona to save the day and those four were able to oust the dark order from the ring sending them packing and probably in action later on this um, month, I would say. They'll probably meet in the ring, as we'll get to that later. Uh, this segment, to me, was good. I think it established what they wanted to establish, that the cronies are all these cronies. They're just that. They shouldn't be overthought. And that Brody Lee is their messiah, in a sense. Uh, that he is the guy. He is the brains of the operation. And they're going to do whatever he says. Yeah, I agree. It's it's uh, Again, this was an all right segment. A little bit dry. Um, I like Brody Lee. I hate that he's taken the uh, route of not getting the indie guys in because I love seeing the indie guys. But it is what it is. Uh, and we moved on to a better segment, in my opinion. Next up. We're going to disagree on this one again, then. Uh, Hangman Page kicked out of the elite is the latest headline of AEW. Uh, it's a big story here as the Young Bucks confronted Hangman backstage in AEW Dynamite after what he did to them earlier, costing them their match in the gauntlet match. They accused Paige of being nothing but a drunk as they found him at a bar, and Matt Jackson then kicked him out of the elite. Tyler, please tell us how much you enjoyed this segment. You know what? I, I, I don't think it's – I had written it was boring, but I come back to say, wait a minute. This is actually incredible writing. Um, the FTR has completely changed the dynamic of the elite in the short tenure that they have been in all elite wrestling. Um, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega have been already on a torrent uh, relationship. Things are going wrong, and they're disagreeing, and they're arguing. Hangman's had anger issues. or I'm sorry, uh, Kenny's had anger issues. Um, Hangman is constantly at the bar and drinking, and FTR is, is giving him all this alcohol and, and treating him like, oh, we're your friends, not them. Um, so it really is a pretty dynamic storyline, um, and I think the Bucks need to uh, suck it up. They lost fair and square, and that's it. Okay. I don't know about lost fair and square. 
but okay. Hey, listen, the ref didn't <laughs> see it. Fair enough. So it's only cheating if you get caught. That's right. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'll say this. I, I still can't wrap my head around these segments here. I think it's a little boring. Um, I don't get why Hangman was the one to be chosen to go against the elite here. Maybe he's the one that I guess could have been the least suspected, which I could see, uh, which is what I would say. I wouldn't think he would be the guy to break off and maybe disband that group. Uh, to me, it would have been a better choice if he went after someone like a single star or, or even if he just cost Kenny's his match with Kenny, which I, I suspect he will do, but we'll get to that later. But if he had some crazy heel turn and, and just joined the other team or maybe joined the heel team, maybe that would have made more sense. I just don't get why he cost the Young Bucks. Like To me, that was just yeah. like, why? Yeah, I don't know. I, I actually enjoyed it, and uh, I'm very happy to see it going. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a dynamic uh, storyline for the top dogs to have some, uh, you know, some some problems and at the top of their game. So I'm, I'm here for it. And uh, hello, hello, Robert. Happy to see you in the uh, comment sections there. Please join us and feel free to give us your opinion on how you're feeling about AEW Dynamite. Right. I got you. I got you. For sure. So, yeah, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega will defend the AW Tag Team Championships against FTR at All Out. So we will see where that one goes, and we will talk about that one later. And next up uh, was Big Swole versus Britt Baker, Penelope Ford, and Rebel. Britt Baker was still in a wheelchair and promised Swole a one-on-one -on -one match in the future if she managed to win this bout. Rebel and Ford blindsided Swole early, but she recovered well. The doctor took a cheap shot at Swole with her crutch while Ford, uh, Ford had Swole on the ropes. Rebel tagged in and hit a rising knee strike. She headed to the top rope but was brought down to earth by Big Swole. Big Swole ended up winning the match pretty easily, pinning Penelope Ford. Britt Baker will now have to face Big Swole in a singles match. Uh, Tyler, what do you think of this match in terms of just straight-up wrestling, as you know? you and Not I great. Okay. You put, you put Rebel in a match, uh, it's usually brutal. Um, if it could have just been Penelope versus Big Swole, this would, match would have carried a lot more gusto. Um, mm -hmm. But for some reason, they decided Rebel was going to be the one to lead this uh, charge. Um, but I, ultimately, it was Penelope Ford who was the one who got pinned. But I, I, I think that's a bad look. Penelope Ford should go off on her own and, and not, not associate herself with Britt Baker um, and, and just have a chance later on to maybe go against Britt Baker because I think she's a main eventer. To have her put put down like this is brutal, and I just think it put a bad taste in my mouth going into the main event. Okay. No, I, I, fair enough, and I, I agree with you that this match, to me, wasn't great. They could have definitely picked their cards better in terms of who they could have had uh, Big Swole go up against and beat. Even if, and to me, even if she just faced Rebel and just demolished her, and Britt Baker right. might or, have thought or that. Or like a Nyla Rose, bring someone in like that. Yeah, well, I feel like actually a heel. I feel like you well, Swole had to win this match, right? We're going to get Baker versus Swole eventually. So right. I, I couldn't see Nyla losing, Nyla Rose losing. That's the problem. Um, right. So honestly, like I said, if you just put Rebel in against Big Swole and just let her, Big Swole just beat her up and, and kind of like send a message to Baker, like this is what I'm going to do to you if we get this match or when because I'm going to beat up Rebel. I'm not, I don't care. Um, right. One thing that we didn't know earlier is that Chris Jericho was on the call actually th th uh, during AEW Dynamite. It was very exciting to see, uh, to hear Jericho's voice with Jericho oh, yeah. Shaboni, and he kept calling Rebel Reba. And it was funny to see J hear Jim Ross correct him. Uh, oh yeah, usually that doesn't happen, but it was hilarious. Uh, so if you ever get a chance to go listen to their exchange, I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> Overall, 
Uh, not a great match. I would still say I love Britt Baker, however, and I will keep her at the pinnacle of what I would call the AEW women's division. Oh, please. <laughs> so with that being said, we had our main event, which I would say was a hard-hitting affair, which is Matt yeah. Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a tables match. Tyler, want to take us through the main event? Oh, yeah. There was absolutely no love loss between these two. Uh, they went right at it on AEW Dynamite. Sammy Guevara used his speed advantage early on to dodge Hardy's offense to get, uh, to get in his own sort of offense. Uh, but Hardy dumped Guevara out of the ring early and sat him down on a steel chair and unloaded with lefts and rights. Um, it was a brutal start uh, to start this out. And uh, I, I think going in, we all were Team Hardy because uh, he, he kind of deserved his little bit of retribution after what happened to him. Um, Hardy then tossed a chair at Sammy Guevara, but thankfully for the Spanish God, it did not connect because we don't need another bloody mess at ringside. Uh, it was all, it was all Hardy during the ad break where Guevara could have had more cue cards, but then, uh, Guevara was busted open once again and placed on the table. Hardy took a leap and went through the table himself, but it doesn't, that doesn't count as a win because you have to put your opponent through the table. If you go through on your own power, that is not a, a loss. In AEW. And yeah, right, right, right. That they, the stipulation was made that you had to be put through the table by your opponent. Yeah. Um, he brought out he later would bring out a special table that had delete spray painted on it in all capital letters. Uh, he placed Guevara on it and Hardy tried to climb up to the top rope, but he was too slow, being met by Sammy uh, on the top rope, who hit him with a superplex through the table, getting him the win and last laugh, at least for now. So, yeah, it's, I think it was a really good match. I mean, you had two guys in there who were beefing pretty hard. Uh, Guevara le- legitimately injuring Hardy uh, a little while earlier this month. So Hardy wanted to get some retribution but wasn't able to get the W. Uh, overall, I think it was a solid main event. Uh, however, I would say that they really had this as the main event and their main story that they wanted to close the show with was what happened just after. So first, Tyler, what do you think of this match? Uh, it was a good match. These guys are both incredible performers. They're incredible on the mic. They're incredible in ring. Um, so I, we had to expect that this was going to be incredible. Um, Sammy Guevara, uh, in my opinion, is one of the best stars in w- uh, WWE. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm in a bad place there. <laughs> Sammy Guevara is one of the best stars in AEW right now. Um, and I think he can go on to be the champion in the near future. Um, so we'll see. And, and Matt Hardy, do I need, do, need I say more? One of the greatest performers of the last 20 years. Um, so to, for him to go up against a young guy like Guevara, it's going to make for a fun time. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, I would agree. It was a great match. It was good to see both of those guys in there tearing it up and tearing each other up for our entertainment, which is what wrestling is all about. We love to see it. Right. right after that, though, before we could even say have a good night, Orange Cassidy attacks Chris Jericho, who is at the commentary desk right after the bell rings and referees come out to separate both of them. They were throwing lefts and rights like you wouldn't believe. Cassidy was just ground and pounding Jericho, not like him. He's usually more mellow, but he was going right. in on Jericho's face there. And it was exciting to see. Uh, what did you think of this, Tyler? I mean, the referees were getting tossed around. Orange Cassidy's trying awesome. to kill Jericho. I, I, I love I, that we didn't get a, resolu- a resolution to it. It ended with them still fighting. 
Yes, I agree. And I really enjoy these types of segments, especially for like this wasn't a go home episode, sure, but this is a good moment to have for a feud that you're trying to become a blood feud here. Like you want these to look like these two guys hate each other. And just having them randomly attacking each other when one's just trying to do something as simple as commentate. To me, right. it's awesome. Like, why do we don't have to have planned contract signings where the table gets flipped over? We don't have to have all of these planned backstage segments. Like, just make it look genuine in the sense of Jericho's just chilling, and then out of nowhere, here comes Orange Cassidy and, and just trying to beat him up. So, yeah. it's, you know, to me, that's pretty awesome, and uh, I love to love to see these types of segments there. Uh, totally so, well done. No, for sure, and I'm excited for this Mimosa Mayhem match, which we'll get into when we go to our all-out prediction section. First, a preview for next week's episode of AW Dynamite. First off, it's back to Wednesday nights. Can I get Hallelujah. Yes. Can I get an amen, folks? Absolutely. <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled evening of Wednesdays. Uh, so that's exciting. So next week, we'll have Chris Jericho versus Joey Janela. That's an exciting matchup. I'm excited to see that one. It'll be uh, cool to see those two in action. As we saw earlier, we will have John Moxley versus the lawyer Mark Sterling. <laughs> they have a graphic for it. Oh my oh, yeah, god! They, they they went all out for this, guys. It's absolutely <laughs> fantastic that uh, this is actually going to happen. Do you think, by hook or by crook, that somehow Sterling is going to win this match to give us 100% MJF versus Moxley, even if it's like by countout, like even if yep. like. Even if like MJF is just holding Moxley's leg and won't let him back in the ring, you know. And like, I so- promised you at least once Mark Sterling gets choked by a tie. At oh, for sure, once. for sure. <laughs> I could see that totally. Uh, that, uh, also happening next week on Wednesday is Santana and Ortiz versus the Best Friends look, again. Look, look how much they love you. Look at look at that. That is friendship, Tyler. Look at it's so nice. And then the if, camera zooming out. Oh man, I, you gotta if, love it. If this wasn't COVID, we we should have we should hug like the best friends. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, COVID has put an end to it. But next time I see you, yeah, Noah, we can best friends. For sure. And, you know, we'll do we'll take a best friends picture and we'll put it in like the beginning graphic of the show. That's what we'll do. So everyone and we'll can put see an, we'll put Andrew in the middle as Orange Cassidy. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and we'll just and honestly, his face will be exactly what Orange Cassidy's face is in 100%. this image because he'll just be that disappointed in us. But it's anyway, mildly annoyed. <laughs> Next up, uh, next week, which I think will main event, we have the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express versus SCU and Private Party. Good gosh, am I looking forward to this matchup? Yeah, absolutely. That is that is honest. In my opinion, if I were to put four of the best tag teams, there they are. Mm, I'd that have to is agree. An incredible, incredible matchup. I would um, totally and it's have funny to agree. because I, it, none of these guys except for uh, the Young Bucks are ranked in the top four tag teams. Mm. Um, and, and I would have them there. So uh, I'm excited to see SCU back in action and off of AW Dark. Uh, we'll see you on the main show. And it's time to see if they can pull off a win against uh, the ex- ex- incredible team of Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited for that match. Again, I think that'll main event. It's a big match. Uh, big big teams there so we will see that one so that is wednesday's episode of aw dynamite which is the go home show leading into all out which is on saturday evening make sure you tune into that it'll be fantastic and now let's jump in to our predictions segment of this show i would like to invite on our producer joe hey there he is podcast there he joe. Is. So excited to talk some AEW. 
Good stuff. Let's get into it, my man. Good stuff. So for everyone who's listening right now, I wouldn't say Joe is uh, the biggest ex- – I wouldn't say talent are experts, but I wouldn't say Joe is the one that would watch weekly AW programming. Am I correct? I only know about this show because I produce it. <laughs> I didn't know what AEW was when you told me you wanted to do an AEW podcast. So if that like, helps. What is AEW? What is an AEW? <laughs> but I will say this. I think, I think we may find out how much I've learned from you two. So you guys either know what you're talking about and I'll nail it. Or you don't, and I'll get it all wrong. So this is We're gonna important have to put for a wager you guys. On this. We're gonna have to put a <laughs> maybe not this time, but the next next time there's pay per view predictions, we're gonna put some betting odds on the table here, boys. Oh gosh, oh gosh, I don't know about that. Uh, I just started my master's program, and I'm a substitute teacher, so I don't know. If we can... right, just me and Joe then. Just me and Joe. <laughs> but let's dive into this. Uh, dive into which I hope. Chris Jericho will be doing in our first me see what I did there. See what I did there. Uh, in this Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in a Mimosa Mayhem match. Oh boy. Uh, for this those of you who don't know what's going to be happening, you can either win this match by pinfall, submission, or throwing your opponent into a large vat of mimosa. Uh, obviously, <laughs> that's just amazing because because wrestling, there's no other way to put it. Uh, right. So let's start off with Let's have – I don't want us to influence Joe's choices. So I, like, it has to be true, genuine to see how we do as as a host here of a show. So, Joe, you go first. Who do you think is going to win the Mimosa Mayhem match? I'm going to say and, – and it's funny because I, I do know who Chris Jericho is. True. Uh, Thank just God. from wrestling and, you know, life. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say Jericho wins this. I feel like after getting his head cracked in the other day – uh, he's probably due for a win. If I'm, if I'm, if my wrestling mind is working, it seems he just got up stage. So it would seem to be his turn at all out. Sure. I, I think, uh, orange Cassidy is, is due for a title opportunity. Um, so I think this win can push him towards a title shot and a push at the main event level. Um, so I'm actually taking orange Cassidy as a underdog win here. Against my better judgment, uh, I'm going to take Orange Cassidy. All right. I love it, Tyler. Uh, and Joe, fantastic logic there in picking, my friend, uh, for, for looking at that there. I have to agree with Joe on this one. Uh, I always have picks here. Either I go by my heart or by my brain. I have to go with my brain on this out here, uh, and I have to pick Chris Jericho. I think Joe uh, is nailed it with him getting bashed in the other day. He's pissed. And Jericho isn't the type of guy to just go out there and have a match. He's going to bring in whoever he has to. He's going to cheat. He's going to scratch and claw. He'll win any way possible. And he's going to toss OC into that vat of mimosa. Yeah, that was my other question. Who's more likely to end up covered in a vat of orange juice? Orange Cassidy or Chris Chris Jericho? Jericho. By, by yeah. a landslide, because he'll make it look better. That's the only that's the only thing that made me think Orange Cassidy, but then his name is Orange. And it yeah, just seemed to make more sense he'd be in the mimosa. Chris Jericho loves – he created a little bit of the bubbly baby. So, you know, it's uh, – oh, it, it is hard. This is a tough pick. But I think it'll make a better story if Santana and Ortiz end up in that mimosa vat first, because, as we know, Santana can't swim. Uh, so it'll be hilarious to see them. Or is it Ortiz? One of them can't swim because Matt Hardy drowned them. 
last time they had a pool match. So Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. I think, I think I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a quick prediction here. All right. I'm going to add to it. I could see Jericho winning this match by pinfall and everyone being disappointed. And then like, they just start brawling and Jericho somehow ends up in the battle of Mimosa still. Oh, okay. All right. I can see that happening. Noah, I want in on that prediction. That's, okay. that, that feels like wrestling to me, yes. especially where Jericho's involved. Exactly. Like Jericho yeah. somehow still ends up in that freaking Venom like most, even one. though he won. I can see that right. to me would make me laugh. And I'm I'm sorry if I if if I had to put my Paul Heyman on and that was a spoiler, I apologize. Uh, so next up here, we have the tag team championships on the line here with Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page versus FTR. Uh, as we saw, the FTR, um, I'm sorry, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega might be a little out of sorts here because Hangman has distanced himself from the elite and the Young Bucks are pretty pissed at Hangman. So we have to see where Kenny is going to choose. Is he going to choose tag team partner or is he going to choose the elite? Uh, so we'll have to see what happens there. But Joe, please start us off. Do you think Hangman and Kenny can keep it together or do you think the Revival will capitalize on the weakness of the relationship of the elite? Well, you know, now that the elite has been a little bit weakened, I, you know, I feel like historically in wrestling, when you have something like that happen, you're going to lose your next fight. I think that just makes sense. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, flawless logic. FDR uh, should win this. I think the Bucks, I think the Bucks are going to cost the other half of the elite their, uh, their tag team titles. Uh, because they'd rather have it than Kenny and someone who's no longer in the elite. Uh, so FTR wins. Fair enough. And I'm going to be honest, this one's going to be a wash. I can't disagree with that. I have to go with FTR uh, winning the AEW Tag Team Championships here. Hopefully they take those, which will be exciting to see. I'd love to see it. I certainly would love yeah. to see it. Uh, so next up uh, match here, we have the AEW Women's Championship on the line as Hiroka Shida goes up against Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Championship. Joe, what do you think, my friend? Okay, I don't know anything about Hiroka Shida. I was stunned to learn she's actually the champion. Uh, <laughs> I honestly didn't know that until about nine seconds ago. Fair enough. That, that said... I have no respect for her as a champion. Wow. So I'm thinking, I, I think Thunder Rose is great. And I think she's going to, I think she's, uh, I think it's time the belt changes hands. Uh, and she's a dominant force. And I think that's yes, what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, she absolutely is a dominant force. You, you're 100% right there. But my, my problem is she already has a championship, which is kind of in question right now. Um, but I, I just don't think Thunder is the right one to do it. Um, so I'm going to say uh, Hikaru Shida retains, but it's with like a 51 to 49% uh, you know, positivity there. I'm, not, I'm just not sure. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to have to stick with Hiroku Shida as well, retaining. I think that she is a good champion. I have nothing but respect for Thunder Rosa. I just can't see them taking the championship off of her. And she's really been, I would say, a consistent solid point in the AEW women's division. So I have to stick with her and keeping the championship there. Uh, I can't see them shaking this picture up too, too much. Uh, to keep it simple. To keep it simple. I also there. think Thunder Rosa is much cuter. And I feel like in the AEW, I feel like that counts for something. I'm just saying. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I got you, Joe. Next up here, we're back to some uh, men's action with the Casino Battle Royale. Actually, anyone could be in this. So far, the uh, participants that we know of are Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, The Blade, The Butcher, Phoenix, and Pentacon Jr. There will be 20 people in total at the end of this, but those are the ones that have been announced so far. And I would say they probably announced them for a reason. So... Joe, I know you don't know too, too uh, many of the superstars that might appear in this bout here, but you know of a couple. We talked about Alan a lot, Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Stars, Kingston, Blade Butcher, Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr., who I told you about. Do you have any guess maybe of even that list there? Because I'll tell you, my person that I think is going to win is on that list. Uh, man, if I had to guess, um, uh, there's so many worthy quality candidates involved. Um, but I don't know. Uh, how about Archer? I feel like Lance Archer, mm. he's in that. I feel like, uh, Massive. why not? Why can't it be, why can't it be Lance Archer is what I'm saying. No, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's elite. Guy. He's elite. He's all elite. That's my guy. That's who I'm picking. All right. No, absolutely. That's, That's that a big a, It's honestly a safe pick, yeah. but I'll, I'll let you have it. It's fine. Cause he's, he's the big man in the match. Wait a minute. To be fair, I wouldn't have known a safe pick from one that wasn't safe. <laughs> and you noticed I asked, like, is he actually going to be in that fight? I thought I heard you say his name. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is in that fight. He is the big man in that fight, which is why I had him as my pick. But I am like, no, I'm going out on a whim. I'm going to pick someone who they didn't announce. And like I always do with Battle Royals and Royal Rumbles, I never pick anyone who's in the match already announced. I pick the surprise entrant. So I'm actually going to pick someone who I would love to see get a title push eventually here, maybe go after the TNT Championship and Brody Lee in Mr. Sonny Kiss. Yes. Are you serious? I am serious. It's, Sunny Kiss is my Sami Zayn, where if Sunny Kiss is involved, I will always pick Sunny Kiss. Uh, like, I always picked Sami Zayn for about five years to win Money in the Bank, and it never happened, but I kept doing it anyways. Um, Sunny Kiss is my new Sami Zayn pick. So you can bet anytime Sunny is in a match of any caliber, Sunny's my guy. I'll say this. I don't know if the sigh that I let out when Tyler said he always picks the person that hasn't been announced for the match yet came through on my microphone. But if it didn't, <laughs> I'm telling you about it now so you know how much I sighed because he always does this when we're picking matches. Remember that one time where no one picked Zack Ryder but this guy did to win uh, Money in the Bank or the Intercontinental title and then it happened? Yes. That I remember. I remember. I, I hate to interrupt. Is this the guy you're picking? Yes. That is Tony Kiss. Okay. Now, we've been doing this for seven weeks. I've never heard you say Sunny Kiss. No, so Sunny Kiss had a TNT up, championship match. I immediately went and I looked that up, and I apologize for saying this, but I thought that was a woman. And <laughs> yeah. I adjusted my search only to see more pictures. Is he any good? Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. He reminds me of uh, Adrian Adonis in the mm. latter stage of his career when he was the adorable Adrian Adonis and okay. was all done up pretty like. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, inc 
incredibly talented, super athletic. Cody himself has said that Sonny Kiss is going to be one of the biggest stars in AEW and offered Sonny Kiss a TNT championship match, which he absolutely held his own against Cody. Um, and Cody went on to claim, you know, that was one of his favorite matches he's had so far. Um, so, yes, I'm picking a dark horse who we don't even know is in the match yet. Sunny Kiss. I'll tell you this. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'd love to see it. All right. All right. I'll go with that. I am going to pick Darby Allen uh... to be the winner of the Casino Battle Royale. I could see him even being the, the Joker card coming out last. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, we can't. Don't, don't even say that because we can't do that two years in a row. We can't do that two years in a row. Old AEW's beer because they're going to do it two years in a row. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Darby Allen to me, will win the Casino Battle Royale. I could see him having a fantastic match against Brody Lee because he has that dark demeanor about him where the creepiness of the Dark Order wouldn't intimidate him. Oh, look at that man. Just look at him. And sure, people are going to be like, oh, he's small or this and that. It's it's obvious, though. That's like Adam wrestling Cole. Doesn't matter in wrestling. And um, Darby Allen will be able to hold his own against anybody. I could see him winning this battle royale. I would be excited about it. I want to see him skateboard out there and do a bunch of cool things as, as his cool self. So Now that I'm it. looking at a picture of your pick, I would prefer your pick over the Tyler pick that I stole earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, Lance Archer is a great pick. You stick no, to your I feel guns. good about it. I definitely do. Just the <laughs> fact that you got upset by it tells me all I need to know about that selection. You were like, I'm not giving you that, even though you don't know anybody's names. Safe pick. <laughs> that was Tyler, cut the... Joe, Joe is here out of the kindness of his heart to literally probably just be wrong. Like <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm gonna be tr I'm gonna be tuning in to figure out if any of these things are right, and I probably still won't know. Fair Let's enough. Let's do a watch party, man. <laughs> I'm in. Um, I'll say this though: the Casino Battle Royale, like any Royal Rumble or, or any Battle Royal, is hard to hard to predict. Just oh yeah, so many people in the match, and you never know what's gonna happen. I mean, we can have a debut. It could be someone brand new, exactly. Yeah. I was. We are on the same wavelength once again, Mister Cross. It could be someone completely new who we never knew was even coming uh like a <clears throat> rusev or something like that i don't know okay yeah, this is starting to get freaky because in my head i said rusev <laughs> all right so anyway anyway all right let's 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 get away from this match because tyler and i are getting too into each other's heads here again uh another match here at the aw all-out card is the dark order versus the natural nightmares matt cardona and scorpio sky this is going to be an exciting tag team bout uh it's going to be Hype, to say the least. So, uh, Joe. Hype, bro. Did you really just do that? that uh, I'll say, I wish that was on purpose. <laughs> All right? I wish that was on purpose, but it wasn't. Damn, uh, you should have claimed it. <laughs> I, am not, I will not lie. Uh, well, all the time. Joe. You heard a lot about the Dark Order, a lot about na the Natural Nightmares are Dustin Rhodes and uh, uh, JT, or GT as we talked about. QT. QT, thank you. And uh, Matt Cardona made his debut a couple weeks ago, and the Scorpio Sky had a TNT match against Cody a few weeks ago. We covered all of those. Uh, so I think I have a, actually a decent knowledge about who we're talking about. Most here. of the people here. I really like Dark Order. Um, I just don't think they're going to win this match. I think it's going to be one of those where they, you know, maybe whoop some ass for a little bit. Um, and then, uh, 
Maybe a Dustin Rhodes comes in and gets a pinfall of some sort. Maybe one of those roll-ups that I know Tyler hates. Oh, <laughs> not at a pay-per-view. Yeah, I think this could be the one. Uh, it's going to suck, but I think it's probably going to happen. Um, this, honestly, it, so I, wait, I, you know, I know we can't give... I'm sorry, what? So Wait, Joe, so you're going with uh, the Natural Nightmares, Cardona, and Sky, yeah? I am, yes. Okay, perfect. Just making sure. Um... I, I this I know I have a bunch of stipulations for this, but I'm I'm gonna ultimately make a pick. Um, but if the natural, I'm sorry, if the Dark Order has Stu Grayson and Evil Uno in it, they will win. If they are not fighting and it's just like you know three, four, five, and seven, um, then they're not going to win. Um, so, but I do have a feeling that Stu Grayson and Evil Uno will be in this match because they're not scheduled to be anywhere else. Um, so they should definitely pull off the win. I'm taking the Dark Order. Really? Wow. Yes, sir. Okay. 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 I'll give it to you. Uh, I have to go with uh, aligning with Joe here and actually picking the Natural Nightmares, Matt Cardona and Scorpio Sky. Uh, I think they just brought all of these guys together, which is kind of random. Like, and they all have a similar enemy. So I could really see them working together and getting the win over the Dark Order. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, Joe. I hate to do this to you. If the Dark Order were to win, I could see them being the ones getting the roll up. Yeah, right. they're gonna they're gonna roll up QT Marshall to win the match. I couldn't see uh, Dustin Rhodes rolling up. Uh, he is he is an all around stud of a performer. So maybe he'll get that spot there and uh, get a technical roll up of some type that is really fancy looking. But I I could see those men the men you just saw on your screen there winning that match. Um, and the likes of uh, let's see here, Natural Nightmares, Matt Cardona, and Scorpio Sky for sure. But overall, that'll be a all great. Right. I think the biggest winner in that match will be us as the fans. Yeah, should be uh, fun. Watch those guys tear it up. Uh, so let's see. We're going to jump now to uh, – well, first, I will say Britt Baker will be in action at All Out. Against who? I'm not sure yet. They haven't officially announced if she'll be fight, fighting Big Swole at All Out. Uh, I guess we could assume she will. Um, but she's back. Yeah, so let's do this. Let's just pick <laughs> Britt Baker versus Big Swole, and uh, we'll go from Britt there. Britt Baker's back. Yes, they're in action. Get it? Get it? Yes. Thank, thank you, Tyler. <laughs> thank you, Tyler, and thank you, Joe, so much. And you're welcome for this, too. All Joe. Right. Perfect. Who do you got, Britt Baker or Big Swole, if this match did happen at All Out? You know how much I love Britt Baker. Um, <gasps> that sounds like you have regret. I love watching her in action, but Big Swole will destroy her. Are you serious? <laughs> Hell yeah. Lover, but no way. Yeah, she'll get destroyed in that match. Say, I'm keeping track of all the picks. And as you started talking about how much you love Britt Baker, I put like Joe, Britt Baker. And then of I course you did. And the pain yeah. in my heart for having to delete it. You know what, Noah? As as much as I love Big Swole, um, I have to. No, I'm kidding. Big Swole is winning this match. <laughs> I, I typed Swole and then I deleted it when you started talking next to me. <laughs> oh, you, you two are just. Oh, right. so, no. I can't say it, but as much as I love Britt Baker, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm gonna. Have to go. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Britt Baker all the way as the face. of Look, at that's the face you want in the women's division. She is out there wrestling in a match with a with a broken face. She put that on to protect herself because she's still injured, and she she wrestled an entire match like that. All right? Yeah, I'm broken looking at her face, so it's equal. Whoa. Whoa. Easy. No, you're dead on with that. She is, she is amazing. She's enough to make me actually want to start watching AEW on a weekly basis. 
Thank you. Her, my, I, her, her talking alone, I think, is funny. I like watching Britt Baker. And out of all of it, I just like disagreeing with Tyler, as he, as he loves disagreeing with me and everyone else. <laughs> so it's, we're even. Uh, but, yes, I'm going to go with Britt Baker by hook or by crook. She will win against Big Swole whenever they do have this match. If it's at All Out or not, again, they didn't announce it officially yet, so who knows. Um, and what I will say will be the main event of All Out. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. If they can get through Wednesday. If the lawyer is able to beat John Moxley, we will see John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW World Championship. Big well, match. just to clear it up, Noah, he doesn't have to beat Moxley. He just has to show up. Valid. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. So, yes, if he shows up and gets beat up by Moxley, then they will have this match, which I could totally see MJF forcing him into the ring one way or the other so that he would be able to have the opportunity to oust the AW Championship from the waist of John Moxley. Joe, you've heard a lot about these two over the last few weeks. They've been having quite the buildup and quite the feud. Who do you think is going to leave all out with the AEW World Championship? All right. I'd rather answer the question of who do I wish would win because that would be MJF. I find that guy <laughs> extremely entertaining. Uh, he is my kind of heel. Uh, and just his overall swagger and approach to the sport are what I'm all about. Mm. However, um, I don't think they're ready to end Moxley's reign and hand the belt away. I, I just don't feel like it's there yet. I feel like they're still riding the Moxley train. I think maybe a, a Moxley-MJF rematch, maybe around New Year's. Uh, or sooner, maybe November, maybe maybe that's where MJF makes his move. But I hmm. think Moxley's still the guy, and I and I don't I don't see that ending for him. Okay, that was good. Not yeah, sure. Moxley is very uh, obviously uh, AEW's guy right now. I mean, he was just ranked as the number one wrestler in the world uh, recently. I believe it was by Forbes. Um, I, I will correct myself uh, if I'm wrong there, but. Um, number one wrestler in the world isn't going to lose his title a week with within the same week of being announced the number one wrestler in the world, unless it's by some dirty cheap play by Wardlow and the cronies of MJF's campaign team. Um, so as much as I love MJF and Noah, I promise I'm not throwing you a curveball. Um, I am picking Moxley to win this match. Wow, MJF, if you're watching this, Tyler just abandoned you. No, you haven't been abandoned. I just need to no. beat Noah. It's more important than you being abandoned. No, no, there's nothing on the line. We have no, we have no stipulations here. Oh, this there's is... plenty on the line. It's called bragging rights. Oh gosh, and I'm the current champion. No, no, um, we, we haven't wrong. dubbed a champion yet. I'm the champion. We'll do that after all out. So, um, MJF, I am sorry that you're now saddened by Tyler abandoning you, but it cannot compare to how sad you're going to be when Moxley absolutely pumbles you at all out and retains the AEW World Championship. So I'm going to pick Moxley, obviously, because he's the man. I love watching him wrestle. He's a maniacal genius, and I think he's going to sneak a paradigm shift in there. Uh, and but then he loses. It's banned. I said sneak a paradigm shift in there. It's banned. He would he's, be going to jail. He, <laughs> he's going to absolutely destroy MJF, and I'm excited to see that happen. You know what? For the sport of not having an even tie across the board, Tyler's switching his pick. MJF 
is going to be the All Elite Champion, baby. Can I say, as I was, like, in my head, I was saying, what can I do to get under Tyler's skin and to make <laughs> him change his pick? And mission accomplished. My man. I knew that if I, if I pumble, if I put down MJF enough, you would if have If it works to- in your favor, great. But when it doesn't work for you, oh, you better expect the most <laughs> smug SOB you've ever seen on an episode of Crossome Wrestling Entertainment. You know, I, I know that if, if MJF were to win this match, I would definitely, I, I, I will be ready for whatever comes my way. How's that? Oh, dude, we got to watch this one together. I'll be ready for whatever comes my way. We'll have to, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk because uh, my schedule goes back to somewhat normal now. Uh, with school starting and, and, and other schools reopening because I'm a substitute, so as we know. So with that being said, uh, this was an overall fun episode. Joe, thank you so, so much for joining us for the picks portion of this. I'm excited to see you actually just get everything right. A um, clean sweep. That would be, be awesome. That will be fantastic. <laughs> and it means Tyler and I at least somewhat know what the hell we're doing here. <laughs> Which would also be reassuring to see. Uh, we could we could advertise like you know we never watched wrestling before. Yep. And Joe wrestling. went all brains, and we went with our heart. So we'll see what happens here. True, this is true. So that being said, if you love podcasts, visit CloverCrestMedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. 26 shows on the hashtag CMG network. And if you don't find what you like, start a podcast of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. Clovercrestmedia.com is a website. So visit it and make sure to check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs and videos and other latest information. So with that being said, tune in to Dynamite. Definitely tune in to All Out. I'm Noah Cross. That's Tyler Bard. And this was Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.